everybody, you're listening to the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast for Wednesday, November 20th, 2019, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. And we talk Penn State football every Monday through Friday right here on this podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. This is a pretty big week if you weren't already aware. So you want to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Leave a rating, leave a review. We appreciate the feedback and it does help the show grow moving forward. We also want you to be a part of this podcast, so make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnNittany and give our Facebook page a like at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. A lot of stuff to get into today. Today, we are actually bumping up our Big Ten weekend preview to today, so we're going to run through everything that's going on around the Big Ten. We'll take a look at some of the other top 25 teams that are in action that you should be paying attention to this upcoming weekend. But before we get to that, we're going to discuss and react to the latest college football playoff rankings that came out Tuesday night. Penn State moving up to number eight. So we have a lot to get into in today's episode. Thank you so much for starting your day or ending your day, spending some time of your day with us here on the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast. We're happy to have you here, and hopefully we can keep you entertained and keep you coming back and spreading the word about this podcast with your friends and family. Without any further ado, let's get started. On Tuesday night, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee released their third batch of rankings for this current season, and there were some questions that were going to be addressed very head-on. First and foremost, as far as Penn State is concerned, they actually moved up to number eight this week, which is a pretty somewhat expected move, I think, when you start to look at everything that goes into this process here. Uh, We do know that Minnesota actually fell down to number 10 after taking their first loss this past weekend on the road against Iowa. Uh, Oklahoma also moved up one spot. So I said in yesterday's podcast, I was curious to see if Oklahoma could potentially move ahead of Penn State just based off of the most recent victory. Their win at Baylor handed Baylor their first loss of the season. Baylor actually fell down just to number 14, so they didn't take a big tumble following their first loss of the season. But I was curious if Oklahoma was going to be able to move ahead of Penn State. And that's why I felt like, Penn State had a pretty decent chance, given where these rankings were last week, that they would move ahead of Minnesota. But I was curious if Penn State was actually going to stand pat with Oklahoma moving up uh, in front of Penn State this past week. Now, Oklahoma was number 10 last week. They're number 9 this week. Penn State was number 9 last week. They're number 8 this week. And Minnesota was number 8 last week. Now they're down to number 10. So that question was addressed. The committee still thinks that Penn State is a better team than Oklahoma, or at least has a better... Uh, resume at this point in time and they're also more impressed with Penn State's overall quality of wins compared to Minnesota and that's the big key point if you don't take my word for it take it directly from Rob Mullins who was asked during the ESPN broadcast last night about the rankings why the committee ranked Penn State ahead of Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota beat Penn State and handled them pretty well yet when Minnesota loses to Iowa they slip behind Penn State Uh, why would why do you think that was result from the committee's vote? Well, we certainly had a lot of discussion, and if you're in the room, there's a lot of things that get considered. Head-to-head is one piece. They also had a common opponent in Iowa who Penn State beat. Um, and then you look at Penn State's resume. The win against Michigan's impressive, and they had the best non-conference win beating a 7-3 and Pittsburgh team. 
So there you have it directly from Rob Mullins. That victory against Pittsburgh looks better and better as the season continues to progress. Now, I don't know how many more wins Pittsburgh's actually going to have this season, but they're still in contention to play for the ACC championship game this season. And I was curious if maybe Pittsburgh was going to have a shot to creep into the bottom of the top 25 this week. They didn't in any of the polls, including the college football playoff rankings. But maybe they're kind of just sitting there on the doorstep. We have another win, maybe another two wins, and with maybe some losses by some of the teams that are currently ranked ahead of them. Maybe that gets Pittsburgh in the door. And again, that could be something that ends up helping Penn State's resume even more. Uh, but for right now, we know w- exactly where Penn State stands as far as quality wins is concerned. They're in a pretty decent spot. Now, they are not ahead of the, some of the other one-loss teams, which we're going to discuss right now. But first and foremost, let me just run down the top of the rankings. There were no changes in the top six this week. LSU remained number one, followed by number two, Ohio State. Clemson is also 11-0. They're now they're still number three in the playoff rankings. And Georgia holds on to the fourth spot this week at 9-1. and one. And, of course, they are staying just ahead of Alabama at 9-1, and one, as well as Oregon at number six and Utah at number seven before getting to Penn State, Oklahoma, and Minnesota to round out your top ten. Now, of course, as I mentioned earlier, Rob Mullins is the director of athletics at Oregon. He does have to recuse himself from the discussions anytime that Oregon comes up in the conversation with the selection committee. So he has no influence on how the voting is actually done, although you you are fair to question whether or not the committee is throwing Rob Mullins and his school uh, a couple bones here. Because as good as Oregon is, and they certainly are very good, they don't have the assortment of wins that Penn State does. Neither does Utah, and of course, neither does Alabama. Of course, the big question about Alabama is, how was the injury to Tua Tonga-Valola going to impact Alabama in the college football playoff race? And I said yesterday, or I should say on Monday on College Football Talk, that Alabama is not going anywhere in the playoff race just because they don't have Tua anymore. But they were still going to need some help just given how many teams are in the running right now for one of those four playoff spots at the end of the year. It doesn't look good for Alabama in a number of scenarios, even if they win their final two games, because they're going to need some help. From some of these other teams. Now, Penn State could probably lend them a hand. But again, if Penn State wins against Ohio State this weekend, uh, Penn State's going to move ahead of Alabama anyway. But that's something we can address if and when that time comes. But first and foremost, the committee is still giving Alabama that fifth spot, keeping them right in the thick of things. I don't know how long Alabama can hold on to that spot given the fact that the teams ahead of them are looking pretty good. Uh, we could be heading to a Pac-12 championship game with two one-loss teams playing for it. And uh, Penn State continues to be in the mix. Oklahoma could very well run the table from this point on, end the season with one loss. Uh, so Alabama's going to have some problems with or without Tua. And, of course, Tua is out for the season. So overall, nothing too surprising as far as Penn State and the top 10 rankings were concerned. If you're a Minnesota fan, I get the gripes you might have a little bit seeing Minnesota come in a couple spots behind Penn State. Other teams in the Big Ten include number 12, Wisconsin. I already mentioned number 13, Michigan, and Iowa at number 17. No other Big Ten teams in there. If you're curious about the group of five race, the highest ranked group of five team currently is the Memphis Tigers at number 18, followed by Cincinnati at 19, Boise State at number 20, and Appalachian State's hanging in there at number 24. SMU's back in the mix at 25. So a lot of American Athletic Conference teams 
only one ACC team, and that, of course, is Clemson, so that helps, but only one ACC team still. So there's still a chance that Clemson could play the entire season without playing a top 25 team. You know, say what you will. I mean, if you're going to talk about strength of schedule, Clemson is certainly getting a lot of favors thrown their way right now. But again, Penn State's sitting in a good spot. And I will remind you, none of these playoff rankings and new nuggets and everything, none of them mean anything if Penn State loses this weekend. However, Penn State does need to be in the top 12 if they want to be considered for one of the at-large bids in the New Year's Six Bowl lineup. And you would figure that Penn State, if they're in the top 12, would probably be a pretty attractive team to have playing in one of those games because they travel well. They generally draw some good ratings as well. But they need to stay in the top 12. It looks like Penn State's in a pretty good spot for that possibility right now. But we'll see how this all plays out. We'll see where we stand one week from today when we get a chance to look at the rankings after the Penn State-Ohio State game. Could anything drastically change? Absolutely with a win. With a loss, I don't know if it's going to necessarily be too harmful. But bottom line is, beat Ohio State, take care of your own business, and then worry about the rest later. It's week 13 of the college football season, which means we are getting very close to the end of the regular season. Teams are fighting for bowl eligibility. Some teams are fighting for a division. There's lots of stuff going on around the Big Ten this week. Of course, you all know about the big game. Penn State visiting Ohio State, 12 noon Eastern on Fox in Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State, a big favorite. I think the line opened at 19 or 19 and a half. The line I'm looking at right now as I'm recording says that Ohio State's down to a 17 and a half point favorite. Still a big spread, but I think we all know just what kind of tall order Penn State is heading into right now. Ohio State is really ridiculously good. We took a little bit of a look at them yesterday in the podcast, and we're going to be talking to Kyle Lamb from Locked on Buckeyes to get his take on Ohio State coming up in tomorrow's crossover episode. So make sure you subscribe so you make sure you don't miss that episode. But we all know this is the biggest game of the year for Penn State. A win, and Penn State very likely is going to play for the Big Ten Championship. A a win by Ohio State, and they clinch the division outright uh, with one week to spare. So there's a lot riding on this game, and Penn State's going to have to tighten up a lot of things, certainly on the defense, and get that offense in sync right from the get-go because they cannot afford to waste any time and allow Ohio State to build a big lead because this is not a team that's going to be easy to beat, especially in their home stadium with a, a chance to wrap up the division in their final home game of the season. So it's a tough spot for Penn State to be walking into. We'll see what James Franklin has his team ready to do. But that's only one game going on around the Big Ten this weekend. Every other team is pretty much in action this weekend. We'll start with those noon games. And, of course, Minnesota getting a chance to hold on to their lead in the division before their big final regular season finale against Wisconsin. Minnesota's heading to Northwestern. Northwestern did get their win, their second win of the season last week against UMass in non-conference play, but they are still 0-7 in the Big Ten. In serious jeopardy of going through the season without a win in conference play, play a year after playing for the Big Ten Championship. It has been quite a turnaround in the opposite direction for the Northwestern Wildcats this season. And Minnesota is probably going to be looking to make a little bit of a statement. Yes, they lost at Iowa last week, but they played pretty tough, and I expected that they would. I do expect that they're going to rebound in a big way. They can't afford to slip up this game. Uh, It's still going to come down. That Big Ten West is still going to come down to next week's game against Wisconsin, but maybe not. 
if Minnesota does beat Northwestern and Wisconsin loses, the division's clinched. But I don't think that that's going to happen. But the scenario is still possibly there. So Minnesota's going to be taking on Northwestern if you're looking for a game to flip to. That's at noon over on ABC. Also at noon, Illinois traveling to Iowa. <laughs> Here we go again with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Again, if you're a Penn State fan, you want Iowa to win their next couple of games because you want them to stay in the top 20 of the playoff rankings. If they can crack into the top 15, that's even better. And that's even a possibility, too. I would not uh, overlook that as something to just keep an eye on. But I was going to have to take care of business against an Illinois team that doesn't look like they're uh, settled on just being bowl eligible. This is an Illinois team that I think is uh, still going to be a little bit of a threat. They're getting much more confident in what they're doing right now. Lovey Smith has something working for them with Illinois right now. So over on the Big Ten Network at 12 noon, you can see if Illinois can get to seven wins or... If you're Iowa, you maybe you're getting to eight wins and you've got a possibility of a 10-win season. That's not too shabby out there for Kirk Ferentz, who will probably get another four-year extension out of the deal. I think he did just get an extension for getting Iowa to seven wins, or maybe it was bowl eligibility. I don't remember, but uh, he did get a, a new extension or something. So uh, it, it's great to be a college football coach. I think the contracts out there are pretty ridiculous. But yeah, Iowa's uh, looking pretty good in their big 16-point favor here against Illinois. Again, I'm not looking past Illinois at this point. I'm, I'm convinced that this team is fun to watch, and they are not going to quit. They may be down early, but they will fight back, and that's something to keep an eye on. Yet another 12 noon game over on Fox Sports 1. The Big Ten's all over the place in noon this weekend. It's like the old days, but uh, this is a Michigan State Heading out to Rutgers. Everybody beats Rutgers, but Michigan State's going to make it as painful as possible if anyone is trying to watch this game. That's just because that's what Michigan State does. And you know what? Rutgers gave them a battle last year, late in the season. I don't remember if it was the next to last game or if it was the last game of the season. So I would not totally sleep on Rutgers giving Michigan State a little bit of a battle here in East Piscataway. Uh, because this Rutgers team is a mess. Everybody beats Rutgers. But Michigan State is just so tough to watch right now. Offensively, they don't scare me one bit. And I think if you're Rutgers, even you are not that intimidated by what Michigan State does. Now, Michigan State could go into New Jersey and romp with a 45 nothing victory. I don't know, just because it's Rutgers. But there's just something about this game that I don't like. And I certainly don't want to be watching this game. So Michigan State uh, needs to win their final two games of the season just to become bowl eligible. So they have to win this week against Rutgers. They have to win next week against Maryland to get to that six-win minimum in order to go to a bowl game. If they can't win one of these last two, or I'm sorry, if they can't win both of these last two games, then Mark D'Antonio should probably be looking for a new job for 2020 because that is the time when this program probably needs to take the opportunity to start with a clean slate. They could probably use it right now. So this is a game that I'm not really looking forward to watching, and fortunately, I won't be watching this one. Moving ahead to the 3.30 time slide, we got a couple games kicking off at 3.30. This one's pretty interesting. Number 13, Michigan. They've been playing really well lately. Heading to Indiana. Now, we just saw Indiana last week here in Happy Valley. We know that this Indiana team loves to give Michigan some problems. <laughs> this is an Indiana team that I think is going to be capable of doing some things to keep things close against Michigan. We just saw last week what they can do with the passing game. 
But this Michigan defense has been playing very good football, and they are looking much tougher offensively too. So I don't think this is a great matchup for Indiana, but there's just something about Indiana and Michigan that says that this game could get pretty crazy. Now, again, if you're a Penn State fan, I think the rooting choice here is for Michigan because you want Michigan to win some more games to pad that resume a little bit more. If Michigan can creep a little bit closer to that top 10 spot, uh, again, that win looks even better for Penn State. Now, if you're... Oh, I wouldn't be totally against the idea of Indiana winning because maybe Indiana winning gets them into the top 25 and maybe that's better in the long run for Penn State too. But I think the better option here is for Michigan to continue winning games and just have that win just look better and better as the week goes by. And real quick on the two other games going on around the Big Ten, we got Nebraska at four and six visiting Maryland at three and seven. Uh, again, like Michigan State, Nebraska needs to win their final two games of the season just to become bowl eligible. This game will be kicking off at three thirty Eastern on the Big Ten Network. Uh, there's something about this game I don't like for Nebraska. I, I know that Maryland has been such a tough team to watch in some of their bigger games this season, but I don't think Nebraska is one of those defenses that's going to give them a whole lot of trouble. So I think Maryland gets the win here and brings Nebraska into bowl ineligibility for the 2019 season, which I think would be a big disappointment for Nebraska, considering where some of the expectations were placed on them at the beginning of the season. And then one last game at 4 p.m. on Fox. Number 12, Wisconsin, will be hosting Purdue. Purdue is another team that needs to win out in order to become bowl eligible. This is not a good chance for them because I don't think that they have nearly enough weapons to compete with Wisconsin this year. Wisconsin at home, you know what's going to happen. Jonathan Taylor is going to run the ball. The Wisconsin Badgers are going to play some defense. And Wisconsin needs to win this game because if they don't, then they are in serious risk of not winning the division once again. I do think that Wisconsin win this game, and I think they'll be okay, and I think that they'll continue to go into the last game of the regular season with all hopes on the line for that Big Ten West Division title. That's a look around the Big Ten. Coming up in the next segment, we'll take a look at some of the other top 25 teams in action and what you should be rooting for as a Penn State fan. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com locked for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com locked. time now to run through everything else that's happening around the top 25 and i'll give you an idea of who penn state fans should be rooting for especially if things go well for the nittany lions in columbus and this weekend is the week where we're going to see a handful of sec teams playing some fcs cupcakes on the schedule this week before their big rivalry games to close out the regular season and we might as well start with number five alabama who's nine and one but now will play their first game without tua tonga 
they're going to get an easy game at home against Western Carolina, a 3-8 and eight FCS team for the Crimson Tide this weekend. Obviously, the rooting interest here is for Western Carolina to pull the all-time upset of the upsets, <laughs> and uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But, yeah, obviously, Alabama is going to be a pretty interesting team to watch in these rankings these next couple of weeks just in case things go their way. We'll see. The other half of the Iron Bowl, the Auburn Tigers at number 15 are also playing an FCS team this weekend. They're playing a little bit more of a difficult challenger from the FCS, although not that much. Sanford is 5-6, and six, so Auburn and Alabama should have some easy wins on their schedule this weekend. Down at uh, number 21, we've got Oklahoma State visiting West Virginia this weekend. Uh, again, West Virginia is in a situation where they need to win out in order to become bowl eligible. I don't think they're going to do it. I think Oklahoma State goes in there. Chubba Hubbard, man. If you're not paying attention to what he's doing this season, he's got a chance to break 2,000 yards. He should absolutely be in the Heisman Trophy discussion. He absolutely will not be in the Heisman Trophy discussion because he plays running back, first of all. And he's also playing for a team that's not in the top five. This guy is so much fun to watch. If you get a chance to watch some uh, Big 12 football on ESPN2 when you're flipping on commercials during Penn State, Ohio State, check out what Chubba Hubbard is doing. He is pretty fun to watch. Also down uh, in, in the bottom part of the top 25, we've got number 22, Iowa State, hosting Kansas. Again, Kansas is uh, a team that's pretty interesting to watch with less miles, but uh, it seems like the steam has come out of their their season just a little bit. I think they've hit their wall. They've had their high moments of the season. Going to Iowa State's not going to be an easy task because this Iowa State team is a uh, pretty pretty tough team for a lot of teams to beat. Uh, just ask Oklahoma. They had a scare against the, the Cyclones. And, of course, last week, Iowa State celebrated a last-second field goal to defeat the Texas Longhorns. Iowa State, a big 24.5-point favorite here. I don't know if they'll cover that spread, but they're certainly capable of it. Elsewhere, at 2.30 p.m. on NBC, you got number 16, Notre Dame, hosting Boston College. Boston College just needs one more win to get the bowl eligibility. Don't know if they'll get it here, although I'd be very curious to see if they can give Notre Dame a run. Notre Dame had a blowout victory against Navy that... I knew that Notre Dame was going to win the game and probably win the game comfortably. I didn't expect them to blow Navy out the way that they did. So Notre Dame is still a pretty decent team most weeks, and I think that they'll be a pretty good game or a pretty good team once again this week. I think Ian Book's going to be just fine here against Boston College. Boston College is kind of a roller coaster ride sometimes, but they don't really have enough highs, I think, to be able to take out Notre Dame in South Bend. So I think Notre Dame wins this game. 19-point favorite, though. Might be a little bit of a widespread for me, but... I do think Notre Dame wins the game. Appalachian State at number 24, trying to stay in the running for that group of five spot. They're really kicking themselves for losing to Georgia State, or I'm sorry, Georgia Southern a few weeks back, but they're still in the running. They still got a shot at this. They're going to get a chance to play Texas State at home. Texas State's just three and seven, so I don't think Appalachian State has much of a problem here. 29 point favor for the Mountaineers. I think they roll their way to a victory here. Remained uh, at six and one in the Sun Belt, moving them to 10 and one on the season. Now let's get to some of the good games. Number four, Georgia hosting Texas A&M. There are going to be a lot of Texas A&M fans the next couple of weeks because they're playing Georgia this week and they're going to play LSU next week. So Texas A&M has the ultimate chance to play the, the spoiler of all spoilers this college football season. It'd be very 
much a surprise if they can go into Georgia and get a win. This Georgia defense is for real. The Georgia defense is very good. I uh, don't think the Aggies are going to have nearly enough firepower to give Georgia a good run here. Although it would be pretty interesting if they did. <laughs> I think this Texas A&M team, uh, like I said, there's going to be a lot of people rooting for Texas A&M around the country. Certainly in the Pac-12, uh, probably in the Big Ten, maybe even the Big 12. Uh, certainly Tuscaloosa is going to be big on the Texas A&M bandwagon this weekend. And maybe again next week against LSU. But I think this... Uh, I think this Texas A&M team is going to have some trouble here scoring and moving the football against Georgia. This Georgia defense is legit. Uh, all right, so number 14, Baylor. They're going to be hosting Texas. I, I don't like the where Texas is right now. I think this is a bad spot for Texas. I think Baylor is really annoyed that they let that game against Oklahoma slip from their fingers last week. Baylor's a five-and-a-half-point favorite here. I like Matt Rule and the Bears to get back on track, win this game against Texas, and regain some of that confidence that they lost last week in the second half. I think Baylor's going to be just fine. Baylor's going to be 10-1 after this game if they get the win. Out west in the Pac-12, number 23 USC will be hosting UCLA. This game means absolutely nothing if you're a Penn State fan, uh, but Clay Helton yeah, could actually get to eight wins, and that makes it a little bit more difficult, I think, to part ways with him. The more games he wins here that are probably actually meaningless in the grand scheme of things, I think actually <laughs> dooms uh, USC's chances of maybe getting their Urban Meyer pipe dream uh, sorted out. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be the USC head coach anyway, but I, th I think another win by Clay Helton, it gets tougher and tougher to move on from him. Not saying it's impossible, but I think it gets a little bit more difficult for the new AD in place to do it as far as this season's concerned. But, Chip Kelly, we'll see what happens here. I think Chip Kelly and UCLA, they pulled the upset last year against USC. I don't know if it was really an upset, but uh, you know, getting another win against USC would be huge for Chip Kelly in a season where they're probably not going bowling, but they still have a chance here. they got to win out. they got to win this game against USC, and they win their final game of the season if they want to get to bowl eligibility. Big game in the group of five with the New Year's Six implications still on the line here. Navy at 7-2, is hosting number 25, SMU. Navy's not out of this thing just yet. The bad loss to Notre Dame really hurt them last week, but Navy is not to be overlooked here. Navy can still play for the conference championship, need a little bit of help, could still get it, but they got to beat SMU first and foremost. Three and a half point favorite as I'm recording this, and that surprises me because SMU is really good, <laughs> and I don't know if Navy has it in them to to hang with this SMU offense it's a definitely a contrasting style here between the SMU pass heavy offense that's uh, ready to move up the field very quickly versus that Navy option offense which uh you know has been piling up a lot of rushing yards uh, I would not bet against Malcolm Perry and the midshipmen but I gotta say I'm surprised at the line uh, I don't know if I necessarily like that for Navy Elsewhere, uh, Memphis is going to be at South Florida. I definitely think Memphis rolls away against South Florida. No real problem there. Number one, LSU is going to be hosting Arkansas. That should be a bloodshed, <laughs> but uh, it would be very interesting if Arkansas managed to be able to pull that one off. It would be huge if they did. Just not going to happen. LSU is a 44-point favorite against the Razorbacks. It's been a tough season for Arkansas. And just blitzing through the rest of the games are going to be held in primetime. Temple Owls visiting number 19, Cincinnati. Cincinnati can clinch the American Athletic Conference East Division with a win against the Owls. Uh, similarly, Ohio State can clinch the Big Ten East with a win against Penn State. So it's a good Ohio versus Pennsylvania battle where Pennsylvania teams are going to try and prevent the Ohio teams from clinching the divisions this week. 
That'd be something, wouldn't it? Uh, Temple is actually a 10.5-point underdog. Don't know if I like that for the Owls. I think the Cincinnati teams are ready to go. I think they'll be okay. Although they did look, they have looked shaky in a few games lately, including last week uh, for Cincinnati against South Florida. But they're home. I, I like them a little bit better here. And I don't necessarily love Temple on the road. Number six, Oregon visiting Arizona State. Folks, if you're a Penn State fan, now is the time to get on that Herm Edwards bandwagon and see if this Arizona State defense can keep things low scoring and give this rough Arizona State offense a chance to steal a game here. Don't think it's going to happen. Oregon's a 14.5 point favorite, but Arizona State's defense has been one of the strengths of the season so far. They've had a couple of rough moments, but I do think uh, playing at home, Let's see. This would be pretty interesting. This would certainly be a pretty significant upset if Arizona State were to end up uh, on top of Oregon here. Obviously, rooting interest, you're hoping that Oregon loses a game because it certainly helps Penn State's ranking, uh, assuming that Penn State can win this weekend, which, again, is another really tough task. But we're looking at all the scenarios here and trying to figure out who Penn State fans should be rooting for. Definitely be rooting for Arizona State here. Elsewhere. Number seven, Utah is going to be visiting Arizona, staying in the Pac-12 and in the state of Arizona. Wouldn't it be something if the two one-loss teams in the Pac-12 both went to Arizona this week, the state of Arizona this week, and left with a loss? That would be a devastating blow to the Pac-12. Fortunately for the Pac-12, I don't think it's going to happen. Utah's a 23-point favorite. There is something weird about Utah playing on the road, though, where I don't have nearly as much confidence. But they did go to Washington earlier and win a game there. So this Utah team is really good. They're really well-rounded. And they are in a far better spot right now than Arizona. Going back into the Big 12, TCU visiting number 9, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, (laughs) I I think it's going to be okay. I really do think that Oklahoma is going to win the rest of their games. So I definitely think that there's a very good chance we're going to get a one-loss Big 12 champion and it will once again be Oklahoma. I think that actually could put Oklahoma in the playoff when all is said and done. TCU is an interesting team, though. I think that they are capable of giving Oklahoma a little bit of a fight. We've seen some shakiness out of Oklahoma. The defense isn't nearly as good as it was the first half of the season. The offense either starts fast and finishes slowly or starts slowly and finishes fast. So I don't know what to expect from this Oklahoma offense. But I do know that it's going to be the best unit on the field this weekend. So I definitely like Oklahoma's chances. 19-point favorite at home against TCU. I think that they managed to cover that one. And one last top 25 team in action this weekend. It's number 20, Boise State, visiting Utah State. Huge game in the Mountain West Mountain Division this weekend, where first place is going to be on the line. And, of course, as you know, in the Group of Five race, you need to win your conference championship in order to qualify and be considered for one of those New York Six Bowl games. So Boise State has to win their division first, and they have a chance to wrap up the division this weekend, I believe, with a win against Utah State. Interesting enough, the Mountain West West Division could also be wrapped up between San Diego State and Hawaii. I think the winner of that game wins the division. So pretty big night for the Mountain West Conference. So if you're going to stay up late, put on some coffee, watch to see how the Mountain West Championship game is going to be set up because it could very well be decided this weekend. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I appreciate you bearing with me. I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm fighting a little bit of a cold. Uh, Recording this was not the most pleasant of experiences for me, but I do it all for you guys because I know you're looking for something to listen to on a daily basis every Monday through Friday, and I promise I'm going to continue to deliver those episodes for you no matter what kind of physical condition I may be in. 
But it's always fun talking about the playoff rankings and looking forward to the upcoming weekend. And as I said, I know we're doing the, the weekend preview a little bit earlier this week, but it's because we've got some other plans in the works. So make sure you come back tomorrow. In tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking to Kyle Lamb of Locked on Buckeyes. We're going to do our crossover episode. It's been a couple weeks since we did one. We're going to have some fun with that where I'll be on his podcast. He'll hop on our podcast. We'll have a joint segment as well. Should be a lot of fun to get his perspective on Ohio State and talk about this upcoming game this weekend. Also tomorrow, if you have mailbag questions, we will answer some more of your questions. So make sure you continue to send them in. You can do that by following us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Submit your questions at any time. We always check the mentions before we hit record. And sometimes I'll put a tweet out asking for questions. So if you see that, fill in your questions right away with the replies. And we'll try to include them as well. So lots of stuff to get into in tomorrow's episode. Should be a fun crossover episode. Make sure you're subscribing so you don't miss a single episode. We're on Google Play. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're on it. So subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. We appreciate the feedback, and it does help with our placement in those various podcasting platforms. So we appreciate your support as well. I already mentioned the Twitter account at LockedOnNitney, but you can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNitney. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my national coverage on College Football Talk on NBCSports.com. And we'll also have some game previews to share with you guys on AthlonSports.com. I will have a post about this upcoming Penn State-Ohio State game. So be on the lookout for that. I'll share that with you guys as soon as it is live. And it may actually be live by the time you're recording this. So check my Twitter feed now. It may be there. And with all that done, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hopefully you come back tomorrow. Check out some of the old episodes if you missed anything. And until tomorrow, have a great Wednesday, and I will talk to you tomorrow.